You know I'm right. Nick Durst here with Joe Calabrese. And Joe, our guest today, joins a very elite club as a returning guest to the Unarm Right program. Yes, he is now in the very elite uh, two-time appearance club uh, with some notable others, including uh, our guy Tim Kirkjan, uh, our guy, our sports center anchor, Arda Ocal, who's a uh, fellow hockey guy. But uh, we're very happy to have him back on the show. Uh, currently, you can find him hosting Better's Eye uh, with Matt Stryker on MLB Network. Uh, he's still one of the hosts for that of the pregame show, the top show on CBS Sports Network uh, during the NFL season. Uh, you can see him doing some hosting stuff with Sports Grid as well. So we'll get to talk about uh, talk about that with him. And yeah! ladies and gentlemen, Keith Arizari is back with us. Keith, welcome back to the show. What's up, boys? I, so is this like Saturday Night Live? Like, do I get a, a special jacket now? Like, wasn't that the Steve Martin thing? It was like the five-time club, so I'm in the two-time club? Is that, do, where's my jacket? Come on, I need a smoker's jacket, guys. Well, Keith, we know it's summer. We know you don't really wear jackets too much. That's a good point. I'm surprised you're wearing a shirt right now, so. I mean, they, they, there, there were many things that went into the, the contemplation of what my wardrobe would be today, but I decided to keep it classy. I went with a polo for you guys. And very professional. We see the little mic over there, just like a normal, uh, how you would be set up in the oh, studio look. and the network. Oh, IV also. All right, yes. yeah. I like that. Very, very professional just, looking. Thank you for doing that for us. Hey, no problem. Feel really great. So, I mean, Keith, the last time you were on with us, the main top talk come out of this, all the buzz on social media, was your amazing Christopher Mad Dog Russo impersonation. So... I got to ask you, like, how, how did you perfect that? And how, how does it make you feel knowing that most people think you, you sound just like them? Uh, I, I did appreciate that. I mean, listen, like I, I grew up in New York. I grew up listening to sports talk radio. Mike and the Mad Dog were, were what you listened to. And I could, I could just tell you that, and, and I'm not going to do the impression right now because I don't know if Doggy loves it right now. I don't know if he loves it. Um, but with that being said, uh, him and I have become, you know, friendly. We're, uh, you know, we're, we work together. He's been on better's eye with me and Matt Stryker a few times. And the first time I ever worked with him, I don't remember if I told you guys this story. The first time I ever worked with him, I was at Sirius XM. I was an update anchor. I went in to do the updates for Mad Dog Sports Radio. At the time, I think it was actually just Mad Dog Radio, not Mad Dog Sports Radio. And I sit down, I do my update. And as I'm ready to leave the, the, the studio, he asks me a question off the air, just like, you know, where are you from, right? So I said, I'm from Long Island. And he's like, what? And then he goes, what, 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 what are you down? What do you what do? You do? Um, so we continue to talk a little bit. And turns out he loves high school sports the same way I at the time was covering a lot of high school sports for MSG Varsity. We ended up doing a whole set. He kept me on the air for Mad Dog Sports Radio for like another 10 minutes. We talked about... Greenwich high school basketball, like Norwalk, like Staples, Darien, like all these Connecticut national radio probably hated the segment, but it was fun. It was like my foray into to, to knowing him. And the, the 11 year old Keith was like, Oh my God, I can't believe like mad dog wants to, wants to speak to me. So that was one of my, like, I, I won't say I made it moments, but like I mattered moments. If, if that makes sense. 
Welcome to the show. Right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the national. And he's he was he's always great on Better Zai. You can tell he really enjoys being there. And we'll talk about Better Zai momentarily. But his former uh, partner, Mike Francesa, now he's following in your footsteps and going into the betting world with his new betting podcast. Can, do you have do you have a Francesa impersonation at all? Uh, I'm from New York. Uh, uh, from New York. It's as simple as that. No, I don't really have as much on, on, on Francesca. I don't really have much of a, like, I, I, I think I've met him maybe once or twice. Nice enough guy. You know, we've chatted a little bit, but, um, I don't have much of a relationship with him. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my, uh, yeah. He's, uh, you're going to call me with that. I'm from New York. Uh, you want to trade Chris Das Porzingis for what? <laughs> like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, the Long, Island, the Long Island accent there, fantastic. So before we get into anything else here, you know, I got some inside information here and I was told I need to ask you about the message in your office on the whiteboard from Bill Ripton. Uh, so, I mean, apparently there are some people that are impressed with uh, my workout habits. Let's just put it that way, okay? All right. But who, 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 who's given you this inside? I know who's given you this inside news. My, my office mate, apparently. Yeah. Uh, there was a whiteboard. I, I, I guess I hadn't been in the office in, in like a month in legs. I, I mean, listen, I can, I can jump, I can run and I like to lift heavy for upper body. So I got two follow-up questions for you. Uh, number one, do you use the gym at the network or do you have your own gym set up or, or do you have something closer to home? I have used the gym at MLB when like on long days where if I was doing a show at like 11 o'clock in the morning and I had to stay and then I wasn't going to do something else until like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a meal. I'll, I'll go there. Beautiful gym, really nice facility. Uh, I was a big CrossFitter. I was at CrossFit gyms since, I would say for about seven, eight years, once the pandemic hit, I stopped going there. And now actually I'm in my home studio right now on the other side of this camera is my entire gym. So wow. my kids lost my basement. They no longer have a basement to use. I have a television studio. I have wardrobe and everything over on this side. And then I have a full gym there, bumper plates, pull-up bar, uh, heavy, heavy bag for, for boxing, uh, everything you could want for abs. I got a ski erg. I got a white whiteboard to be able to write out my own workouts. And then my wife surprised me for Christmas. And I even have a name of my gym now too. She made a big, uh, big, you know, template or, or whatever you want to call it. And you do have a beautiful family, you know, thank you. Thank we you. We follow each other on Instagram. So I get yes. to see that a little bit. So, uh, second question to follow up. Uh, I need your office power rankings. Could you give me a top three, a top four, a top there's only, five? There's only four in his office, including him. So it's gotta be one, two, four. three. Okay. So in my office is Adnan, LG, Lauren Gardner, and then Matt Stryker, when he's in, uh, gets the other desk. Top tier office, elite office. And, and the biggest office too. Nobody's got a bigger office than you. It's, it's true. Uh, you're going to make me give an order of three <laughs> of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. So you're essentially asking me, because I have two sons, right? You're, you're telling me, who do you like better? 
your 11 year old or your seven year old. So I will not answer this question. So that interview is over. Good, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love them all. Each has, has an amazing reason as to why they're my favorites. Adnan and I, I, I really feel like we clicked right away. Um, you know, he's got a large family. We talk about our children a lot with each other. Just an amazing human being, really talented. And for as talented as he is, insanely humble. Like for the amount of big things that he has done in this industry, he could be the biggest jerk if he wanted to. He is not like genuine, genuine human being. Lauren Gardner and I got hired at the exact same time at the network three years ago. Adnan too, by the way. And LG yeah, is- three-year anniversary for- Yeah, it actually was uh, like three days ago. Yeah, two, yeah. three days ago was the three-year, yeah. Um, LG, on the list of like hardworking human beings- I'm not sure there's a harder working person than her that I've met in this industry. And then she's just cool. Like, like the, like nice and down to earth and crazy talented and funny, like low key, hilarious sense of humor and, and can tell a joke. And then Matt Stryker and I, like we just met obviously a year ago, did better's eye. And for the first portion of better's eye, he was at a home studio. I was in Secaucus. So you would think that there would be some sort of like disconnect there. I feel like he could be my brother. Like it was one of those instant connections where it was seamless. Here's a story for you that people don't know. When we were going to be launching Better's Eye, I was hired for it. He was, it looked like he was going to be my co-host. I know there was another person that was in the running, right? They decided they wanted to have me do a reading with him. And it was just, they, the way they worded it was that it was just going to be like, oh, you guys will meet each other. You'll talk a little bit. We want to check the connection, right? They ended up having us do a 10-minute demo, essentially, off the cuff. When I tell you it felt like I had worked with him for 15 years, it was the most seamless, flawless demo I think I've ever done. And needless to say, I was told like, you know, a minute or two later when we signed off. So he's going to be your, your co-host. You're good with that? And I said, yes, let's go. I love that guy. He's amazing. That's great. Instant chemistry. Always good to hear. So definitely, you know, better's eye coming back. We're very excited about that. But first I want to talk about, because we'll, we'll pick up where we left off last time. We're going in chronological order here. We got to start with where you are right now, your home studio for betting above the rim. So how did that opportunity come about for you? And you know, obviously it's a radio show and then getting simulcast at MSG, which is pretty cool. And you started with that MSG varsity. So kind of a full circle thing there. So how did that whole show come about for you? So I guess when sports grid was FNTSY, it was the fantasy sports network. Uh, so let's, let, let's actually go all the way back. So NBC Sports Radio, I was hosting Calling the Shots with Keith Arizari. It was the drive time show. NBC Sports Radio cut all of their programming uh, except for updates. So obviously my show went bye-bye. I was still doing tops. I was doing other things and I was helping out with some updates. And I got a call from uh, Mike Cardano, Greg Sussman over at FNTSY. They knew who I was. They said, why don't you come in? Let's just talk. So they ended up giving me a show. It was a blast. I ended up having to leave them when I got hired at MLB NHL network. I just didn't have the time to do everything. It just didn't work. They were totally understanding of it. Said, if we can ever get you for fill in work, we will. Right. Fast forward to the pandemic. I get a call. 
hey, so Pharrell is not going to be able to do his show this week, this week, and this week in the afternoon. Any chance you want to do it? I said, sure, let's do it. I have some of the at-home equipment. We tested all the equipment, knocked it out of the park. And then I guess that would lead me into like January. And then they were like, hey, so we're thinking about doing this basketball show. You interested? I said, yeah, let's go. And that's I started doing it last year. I was doing Saturday and Sunday. This year, I'm only doing Saturday. I just don't have the time in my schedule to be able to do – I essentially would be working nine days a week and it's a seven day week. So I can't do that. And Joe, you said it like you see my family. I'm very big into my family. I want to be able to be there for all my, my kids sports that I can be. It's a fight at the um, garden. I mean, unbelievable. Dude, how cool <laughs> is, do you want to know how that got set up? I don't, am I allowed to, it wasn't me. You, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you set that up, right? No, we have a kid on our team that their father is a head coach of a prominent basketball team. I'm just going to say that. Oh, wow. I'm not, I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to say that. So he set it up. I mean, like, how cool. So this, so my 11-year-old son, Austin, plays pretty high-level AAU basketball. But he wanted to play on the, the CYO travel team because then he gets to play with the kids in our town, his buddies, right? So we go not, lose the first game of the year bad game plan, miss a lot of free throws, whatever, run the rest of the season, nine, nine straight wins, dominate everybody, like, like run, run it. With a top seed in the tournament, the, the dad helps us get it at the MSG. It was awesome. They get to play there. Even my little guy, all the younger brothers and younger sisters that were there got to be on the court and be the coach of the team, which was cool. Uh, and this past Sunday, right? Sunday? Yeah. Sunday, we just knocked off the other top team and St. Rose in Massapequa, St. Rose of Lima, champions. Wow. I mean, that's something that your kids will never, all the kids will never forget that they played on the court at Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's yeah. sick. Unbelievable. My my friend, one of my groomsmen, he he played hockey, his team, back in the day at MSG. He gave, up, he gave up five goals in 30 seconds, broke his stick on the net, and it was an all-time moment at, at MSG. We always, we always bust his chops for that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you, you, Nick, when was your wedding? Your wedding was recent, wasn't it? 2019, December 7th. Oh, it was before. Okay, all right. So right, yeah. right before the pandemic got lucky, uh, man, before yeah. the world changed. But Joe was there. He, well, he, he enjoyed the way. He enjoyed the party. So here's the question. Here's the question. This question goes to Joe, not to you, Nick. Oh Nick is the food guy, right? Was the food amazing at Nick's wedding? It was. So we went to the Venetian in Jersey, and it's kind of more of like an upscale kind of uh, catering hall. And everything was amazing. The cocktail hour was amazing. Uh, the food was amazing there. Uh, he had a couple of... Uh, he had a special guest appearance at his wedding, which is which was really really great too. But, but uh, the way it was all put together, oh, who great. the guest was, <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Scott Rogowski. Rags. <laughs> nice tribute. My wife loved it, and all of her college friends who they all loved HQ trivia. They were they were thrilled. Yeah, Rags is the man. A, he uh, recorded a really nice, pleasant, uh, quick message that they. Uh, they showed it was like kind of halfway through, kind of after the first wave, the first dancing. Uh, was it? I think it was right after dinner, right? Uh, I guess when they yeah. were uh, right before, I guess the montage happened. I don't remember the order of everything, but yeah. So Scott made a, a really nice special appearance because he couldn't be there in person. Amazing, but the yeah, food, right. the food was good. The food was, food was everyone excellent. loved the food. 
Yeah, I say, you know, and, and we'll, let's just, you know, because this is what you guys do, right? We deviate and just have some fun. I think when you talk about a wedding, the two most important things are, was the food good? Like, are people going to discuss the food? And was the music good? Whether it was DJ or band. I know for our wedding, we, we had a band. Uh, I got married on Long Island. You guys know how Long Island weddings are. They oh, feed yeah. you and feed you yeah. and feed you and feed you. I mean, I had a trick, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I spoke to the, the maitre d' and I said, you know, the cocktail hour, everyone keeps saying I'm going to have to walk around and talk to everybody and I'm not going to get to eat any of this food. No. She's like, you're right. I'm like, all right, is there any chance that every time you guys bring out food, you can come to me first? So they had a specific person come to me first every single time. I'm eating lamb chops. Well, oh, oh it's great to see you, Uncle Rocky. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm eating and my wife didn't eat while she was doing it because, you know, She's got the beautiful gown on and you got to be all ladylike. Me, I'm like, I got barbecue sauce on my face. I'm good to go. Yeah, food is key. We had a great cocktail hour. Then this hall is pretty cool that for the dessert hour, the Venetian hour, a whole wall opens up that you don't even know. And uh, that was exciting. And the music was great. And uh, yeah, uh, no complaint. Everyone still talks about the food. So it's definitely, definitely crucial. Nick, another question that, that I've always wanted to ask you, I never gotten a chance to, is this. You post all the, the food you eat, and all of it is very, dare I say, not healthy, okay? Everything you post is, is like asking for high cholesterol, um, you know, potential weight gain, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, and you're a thin guy. So, so is this a workout thing or is this like, you know, genes, genetics oh. right now that you might have to fight at some point? Cause you're still pretty skinny. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know as my wife was that, you know, my blood work was excellent, blood pressure, Good. perfect, but you know, it's an optical illusion on my Instagram because Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, I'm not eating any carbs. So it's basically the cheat days. And, you know, you go big or you go home, but since you're already home for the pandemic, you're going to go big while you're home. And, and then just, you know, just post it. You post it. I intermittent fast every day. Don't eat breakfast. So, uh, you know, one, one month I did a post of the, the vegetables I ate for the month. Like people were furious at me, but it's a, it's a healthy balance. But yeah, I, I actually almost unfollowed you for that. I almost unfollowed you. <laughs> I, I, now, I contemplated. I was now, always going to be like, nah, I'm out. out where I, you know, I went to Las Vegas recently, filmed a bunch of uh, content and some buffets and stuff. So eh, we'll see. Maybe there's a future there for me in the, the, food, the food reviewer business. But I know like, I make a lot of people hungry on Instagram. Yeah. That's for sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You put good <laughs> stuff up there. Thank you. Appreciate it. And with you now, you are gearing up here for the season of baseball. And I know that Say Hey Cafe tends to give some freebies away around opening day. So do you indulge any of that stuff? Do you stay away from the cafe? Do you bring your own chicken and broccoli every day? What do you, what do you have in before the show? So it all varies as to when I need to be in there, right? Like if I'm doing just better as I, and it's six to six thirty, then I'm going to eat a protein bar on the, the car ride in. I'm going to do the show and I'm going to get home and then I'll eat dinner at home with, you know, if my wife waited for me, usually the kid, her and the kids will eat before. And then I'll just eat it, you know, like eight 30 at night because I know everyone says, Oh, you can't eat too late. 
one, I don't intermittent fast. I eat whenever I want to eat. Um, but also I'm going to be up late. Like I know that if I eat dinner at eight 30, I'm going to stay up for the West coast games anyway. So more than likely I'm not going to sleep till one o'clock in the morning. So I have enough time to burn all that off and I can hop on. Uh, like I, I have a, we have the Peloton now also, so I can hop on the Peloton and not even do like a program. I could just be riding and, and watching yeah. a game. Nice. Now, Joe, he of course works with you, but he hasn't been in the office in a few years. I know our commute here when I work there is all the way from Staten Island. Not the greatest, but when we're driving at off time, it's okay. I can't imagine the drive from Long Island to Secaucus. Tell me how long that takes and what route you're taking. Uh, so there are a couple of different routes. I can go through Manhattan. I can go through the Bronx. I can go some of the back ways. If I don't hit traffic, like if it's off hours, I could make it home in like an hour and 15, hour and 20. The worst ever was almost four hours. Took Oof. me three hours and 45 minutes. And my call time to be in was at four and I didn't get into 5.15 for a six o'clock show. Luckily, everything was fine. Typically, I budget myself to give myself two hours to drive there. And what people always ask me next is, what are you listening to in the car? So yes, I do listen to sports. And if I'm covering MLB that day, like I will put on MLB network radio and, and listen to that, or I'll listen to NHL radio. But a lot of times I avoid sports at all, like, like totally. And I'll put on like Netflix is a joke radio. And I listen to comedy specials and I just want to laugh. Like I said, how many times I'm stuck on the cross Bronx that people see me like giggling and they're like, what is up with that crazy guy? And it's cause I'm, you know, listening to, I don't know, Hassan Minaj, uh, you know, comedy special or Taylor Tomlinson, the new special is pretty good. I, I like her new special. It's pretty good. I have a suggestion of a show you could listen to. You know, yeah. I'm right. Fantastic. Educational podcast. Listen to yourself here. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I think you're right. There you go. Absolutely. Now you mentioned I'm this in. earlier, but better as I, you kind of, it came about, right before the big burst of uh, sports betting all over the place. So how did that opportunity come about for you? And how excited were you when you heard, okay, wow, MLB is actually going to go all in here with betting? Uh, I got a call from one of the bosses, actually a text from one of the bosses. Hey, we're thinking of launching this show. There was no name at the time. And we're thinking of you as potentially the host of it. Are you interested? It was just, it was literally a text as simple as that. And I wrote, that sounds awesome. Yes, I'm interested. So we spoke that night. We like hashed out all of it. And essentially there just had to be an agreement with the league, mm -hmm. the network. There were a bunch of agreement things that had to happen, but it really, it always kind of seemed like I was going to be the host of it. At least it, it appeared that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, like that was, we launched April, April 1st was the first show last year. So we, I, I want to say that was the end of January, the first text message. The agreed upon thing was probably like end of February. Like I kind of knew, but wasn't allowed to tell anybody. And then, yeah, we, we, we went full force. And it's definitely cool to say that Stryker and I were the, the first ever voices of, of betting for baseball. I know since then, now there are, are other betting shows that involve baseball and uh, there are other voices at MLB Network that also talk gambling and, and they do an amazing job with it also. But yeah, it was, I mean, I guess I, I've got a couple of firsts, right? 
MSG Varsity. I was the first ever play-by-play announcer on the network. I did the first ever game. It was Del Barton in New Jersey versus St. Anthony's football. Myself, Steve Levy, who was Aaron Rodgers' backup quarterback at, at Cal. And on sideline was Tara Petrolino, who went on to do some ESPN stuff. She now lives overseas. And Steve Gelbs was the other sideline reporter. We were the first four voices ever on the network. And the host of the studio show was Jared Greenberg. Big time crew right there. Yeah, it was a huge crew. Uh, keep mentioning Stryker. I have to ask quick, uh, how does it feel – uh, working with and getting to know uh, two former WWE announcers uh, on a really, really close basis yeah. because he's going to be the wrestling announcer in that office. Absolutely. Uh, and as we know, uh, our guy Adnan had a brief cup of coffee last year as the play by play voice of Monday Night Raw. So, uh, how does it feel working with two former WWE announcers? And uh, are there times where uh, we pick their brains for uh, some inside WWE knowledge? <laughs> You know, I, no, we don't talk WWE. We it's it's really odd. We don't. We we kind of just you know like again when it's Adnan and I. A lot of times we're just talking about our families and and we're we're talking about like regular life. And with Stryker, like sure there there have been times where like oh like this guy were you close with him or or this whatever. Not not so much uh, here. So so you want a third WWE thing? I'll throw it out there for you. I'll go back to Sirius XM. I don't, it wasn't called uh, the morning men at the time. Uh, what was, it was um, when, St- when Steve Phillips was on with Evan Cohen and, and Babchick was the producer at the time. I'm blanking on the, on, on the name of the show at the time, but I was an update anchor and they decided to start talking about who I look like. And they kept coming back to Jonathan Coachman. So there, there's a little WWE, WWF, you know, yeah, I, I see it a bit. I mean, Wait. we gotta we gotta get the uh, the triplets on. We gotta get you. We gotta get Brandon Tierney. We gotta get Robert Sala on, and we gotta yes. do a mega a mega. Steve, you York got to be Robert Sala quite a bit this year on tops. Yo, that can I tell you? Like that was probably like the the my favorite moment. I think either two or three times this year. I know we did a Thanksgiving one. We did one earlier in the year, and I got to sit down with Nate Burleson. We did Doctor Nate. Oh my god, my my social media blew up on that one. People were loving me as Robert Sala. Yeah, that was great. They thought it was really him. <laughs> they thought he was in studio before the right. game. Yeah, I think there's a little more of a close resemblance between you and Salah as opposed to Tierney, but obviously the resemblance there between the three of you is just oddly strong. So yeah, BT's the best. We we always joke that there were times where you'd like fast forward, you DVR the episode, you fast forward because you just want to like get to one of your parts to see what you did. And like he said, it happened to him a bunch, and it definitely happened to me a bunch where we'd stop on the other person. Like, oh that nope nope that's BT nope okay keep going keep going yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I have to ask this. Um, you've done uh, a bunch of different betting shows for different sports, right? And that seems to be the, the trajectory and the direction uh, where we're going now. And people are seemingly embracing that now. Uh, but for you personally, what do you think is the easiest sport to bet on? Because it's definitely not hockey. Because I've been working in hockey for almost six years. And I can tell you, I have no clue how to bet on the sport. So... To hockey, that, but. Yeah, hockey's very difficult because uh, when you think you know, you don't. I think you that's, don't. that's yeah. Um, 
I would say that baseball is the easiest one to get correct, not the easiest for you to make a lot of money. Okay. Because I think it's real, like, like total base props became one of my favorites to, to give out on better's eye. And Oh, by the way, like I can I, I don't gamble on baseball. I'm not allowed to gamble on mm-hmm. baseball. It's, it's part of the agreement. So I, I'm giving out the, I'm right. giving you everything out. I'm, I'm striker and I are crunching numbers. We're, we're meteorologists for you for, for betting. But I would say, because you can get plus one Oh five on Trey Turner over one and a half total bases. And that happens a lot. You can get, you know, minus 105, which is essentially even money on Vladimir Guerrero, total bases over one and a half. And if people out there, like if you don't know what that means, a total base is single is one base, a double is two bases, triple, blah, blah, blah. Stolen bases don't count. Walks don't count either. And the walks part kills me because you're gaining a base. Someone needs to change that rule. If you walk, that is gaining a base. Anyway. Especially uh, an intentional walk. Yeah, so I would say order would go baseball, football, basketball, hockey. And I know a lot of people love betting soccer. A lot of people find find like this niche angle of betting soccer. I have not gotten into that yet. How does your, your research vary between specifically betting about the rim and better's eye? Where are you going to like kind of crunch the numbers? So I'm a nerd and I wear that like a – like on my sleeve with like a, like a badge on my sleeve. I will read any and everything. Um, I also sometimes just really like to do my own projections. So and striker. And I talk about this a lot too, where like I will, let's say we're doing a show on Friday on Thursday night, I'll look at a board and let's say the player props are not up yet. I'll go to Yankees are playing the Red Sox and, uh, whoever the Garrett Cole's on the mound and the last three times that he's faced the Red Sox lineup, he, he averages 9.2 strikeouts. Like I'll crunch all those numbers for myself. And then I'll come up with, okay, if his strikeout total is over eight and a half, that's a bet I'm going to give out on the show. If it, like, I'll do that. So I'll like, I'll go to fan I'll go to all the websites that the norm, like everyone goes to, but I like to actually come up with my own numbers and really like my sheets of notes. And most of it, I, I type it now. I don't handwrite anything. It is like ultimate nerdiness and I love it. So there was a period of time where I was on top of and doing a lot of uh, daily fantasy type of stuff. And uh, I secretly, I, I know my way around Excel, right? So I was essentially building out my own projections as well. Um, so it's actually funny that you mentioned this because I was going to ask you, what are some specific things, uh, you tend to, to look at, uh, maybe specific stats or specific trends, uh, that you don't think that other people who are doing this in the industry are looking at that you kind of use for yourself and that you kind of think gives you an advantage. Uh, and what other things are, are you putting in there? Because uh, it's like I said, when it comes to DFS stuff, like, uh, you're putting a lot of stuff. Uh, into projections and you're pumping out a lot of uh, different numbers out of those spreadsheets. So I was just curious about that. All right. Which sport do you want? Well, we'll do, uh, could you do baseball? Sure. All right. So with baseball, um, I tend to star chase. And that's one of the things we made, we made a joke about on the show a lot last year. Stryker often went 
off the beaten path and went with some of the smaller names and found and found some some value there. I I will look at the stars first. So again, I'll, I'll look at an Aaron Judge, a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Last year, Marcus Semyon was great. Uh, a Trey Turner, a you know Tatis was obviously always a lot of fun. Uh, coming to the year, I thought I was going to love me some Acuna Jr. Then he got hurt. So I'll do that. Then what I'll do is I, I, I'm a real big fan of just looking at the, the pitcher versus the, the batter matchups. I'm going to find, does this pitcher have, um, does this batter have good numbers against that pitcher? If the answer is yes, now I'm diving further in. Now I'm going to take a look. Let's go Trey Turner, for instance, because Trey Turner and Jose Altuve, apparently uh, at the end of the year, they crunched all of the numbers. And those are the two people that I gave the most bets out for. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that. So Trey Turner who ended up with, what, 77 RBIs, and that was one of the, the, the issues for him coming into this year. Good value on him for an MVP. Anyway, uh, so what I'll do is I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at Trey Turner versus uh, Mike Soroka. Let's just make that a matchup. How many times have they batted? Trey Turner is 4 for 12 against him. Not the greatest sample size. All right, now I, I know he can hit. Now let's see what does he do against the Atlanta Braves. Here's his career numbers against the Braves. Cool. Put that on, on one side of the sheet. Have the, the Soroka stuff on one side of the sheet too. Now I'm looking at what has he done over the last 10 days. I have that on part of my sheet. Now I'm looking over the last 30 days. And then I'm looking at um, anything else in the, let's say, Braves bullpen, right? So let's say I don't think Soroka is going to go past five innings. That means Trey Turner is going to get two at-bats at least against the bullpen. Does he hit well against those insert bullpen guys? If I want to go even further with it, I have to look at the Atlanta Braves bullpen and see, has this guy pitched three days in a row? So Trey Turner hits great against insert name, but he's pitched three days in a row. He ain't going to pitch today. So I can't even put that into my projections. Those are some of the baseball things I put in there. I don't know. I don't know if that was kind of what you were looking at. No, no, that definitely was because I used to do it for, for hockey a lot. So, again, uh, I was specifically talking about DFS stuff in general. Uh, so what a lot of people tend to do when you do DFS stuff is you tend to group players together, right? So, um, you know, for basketball, it could be a set of teammates, maybe your backcourt. For hockey, usually you're basically putting a line together, right? Uh, for baseball, I, I think it's a little bit different because I think a lot of stuff, maybe from batter to batter, you know, going through a lineup, Maybe a, yeah, a, like a two hitter in the lineup is not necessarily correlated with like your five or six hitter when you're trying to balance out value in terms of getting the contracts and getting under like whatever salary cap there is. So again, that's DFS in particular. You're doing betting kind of on a on a more broad scale, and you're giving um, a lot of a lot of good bets out there. But it's a good nugget to know. Altuve and Turner. Yeah, those were my guys last year. Altuve, Turner, and and I guess I gave Vladdy out a lot yes last year too. I mean, listen during the postseason. Striker was on an absolute hater. I did well also as a as a duo. I think we were just postseason up like 60 units, I want to say. It was like it it was if you were tailing us, you were doing well. You were happy. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. There you go, see? <laughs> Keith, I, I want to suggest something to you. Call your bosses, and I think this October. You should attempt to pull a Kenny Albert. So I want Friday, better's eye. Saturday, betting above the rim. Sunday, tops. Monday, NHL tonight. All four, big four, four days in a row. You think you could pull it off? 
I think I could. So betting above the the problem with the betting above the rim part is they usually don't start the show till after football season is over. We don't we we skip the beginning. But maybe hey, there's one that one week in November with the World Series, perhaps. I mean, there's also like I still do freelance work over at SiriusXM. Could I beg, borrow, and barter to get Basketball. on NBA radio for one day? Mm. Okay. That'd be big time. I mean, because I, I think I, you would I, need to do one of the shows at home, or at least two of them at home, to kind of. I'll do. You no, going, you can't be going everywhere. This is much. great. No, I, Friday we do Better's Eye from home. Saturday, maybe I do uh, an NBA show. You're right. And then Sunday we do Tops, and then either Sunday night we do NHL tonight, or maybe we double on a Friday. Is NHL? St- yeah, we yeah. could do fr- double on yeah. a Friday. Do Better's Eye on Friday from the studios and then do NHL tonight fought right away. Wow. Doing it all th- in three days. I mean, that'd be historic. I know Joe would be really, <laughs> Joe would be really impressed. I, that's really impressive. Challenge accepted. I just got to figure out the basketball part of it, but I think I could, I think I could make the, the other three happen. Yeah. What tennis doesn't count. Maybe I'll get on the tennis channel or something. Come on. Do as much as you can. Yeah, Can't believe yeah. Ash Barty retired. I miss her already. <laughs> no doubt about it. And you know, you, you know, there's, there's infinite options out there with all different types of sports. So go, <laughs> go for the Guinness Book of World Record. Yeah, I was going to say, you do the Joe, Joe will be talking about for, for now on. And then you do a fifth show, and then the fifth show, you could do tennis, you could do golf, you could do soccer, you know what I mean? But some, something that's not the big four to count, you know, as another major sport. So that every, you can get everything on one hand. That's not yeah, a is idea. there like the CrossFit games or something? I can, I can do the play-by-play of that. Maybe you know? some maybe some lacrosse. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, at that time, yeah, they'll they, I could do some youth sports then yeah. too. There's gotta be lacrosse. Yeah, my kids will be playing lacrosse. I'll just break out the right. Can't we just do everything on a phone now? I'll just do like this and broadcast it. Perfect. Absolutely. Instagram live. So so like you said, challenge accepted. So of course we gotta talk about the challenge when we yes. have you on here. So what have you thought about the all-stars bring, bringing some of the OGs back? I'm enjoying it. And you sent me the article about the new one. They're going to come out with like heavy hitter heavy all-stars. Hitter. I am all in. Do you know when that one's coming out? I don't know yet. I, w- I would think it's got to be in the next month or two, because from what I read, it was already filmed. Right. And then even at the end of the last season, TJ and was already giving yeah. yeah, the teaser. Oh my God. I'm so, in- Hey, so at the end of the last season, when Darrell loses, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I didn't understand. There was still a run. They still yeah, had, I don't they, know why like, they didn't run. Right? Like, why did he, why did he just stop when, when John yeah, A and, and, and what's his name? Should have ran, should yeah, have all ran. of them. Like, keep working the lock and then break it open and run. They just they stopped. Just so, unless there was some sort of rule, like once it opened, the, the jog was more of ceremonial, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. They just gave up. And then even the, the last regular season, it all came down to the lockbox. And that was it, memorizing the numbers. Oh, um. oh, oh. yeah. I want uh, – my guess – I'm starting to think about, like, who they could start bringing back to shows. Because I, I kind of feel like Bananas might be done. You know, he's doing all of his TV work yeah. now, and he, he's kind of going in a different direction. So I think he might be done. Well, I want to see Landon come back. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. He was really good for a while. Never lost. Never lost, yep. Yeah. And just for comedy purposes, I want to see 
our fellow style out of Marie on a Marie Rhoda on a All Stars. Right okay, now. that would work. That would work. But now, what did you think about this new this new thing where they're having this international series and it's going to be on CBS? I mean, I, if you ask me, I don't think two years going to be able to do all these. You already work with CBS, so if they need a host for the the CBS one, ah, uh, I mean, listen, if they, they call me. Um, I, I'd be down. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think the more you branch out, there's there's obviously an avenue for it, right? Like you look at all of these reality, all these housewives of insert name of city. They're still doing the those show. Everyone still watch the watch those shows. Big Brother, people still watch. Uh, all of the challenge shows, I think the ratings are still at least good enough that they keep making the shows. So yeah, the more the merrier. And I mean, to be honest. I will watch it. Yes, I will. Like I always tell myself, no, I'm not going to watch the new one. And then I watch it. I'm still watching see. Jersey Shore. Me too. I mean, <laughs> what a finale. Uh, you know. Nope. No, no. Hold on. I'm one episode behind. I'm not giving you any spoilers. I'm just saying what a, what a finale. What, okay. what a great one season. Ep- yep. One, e- one episode behind. My What did you think about dr- earlier in this season, Dina's big prank? All-timer. <laughs> Amazing. And, and I, I mean, like – when when they were like, oh my god, it's a dead body. Yo, somebody got bodied. Like all of that was fantastic. Speaking of, do you know that my my seven year old son was on DJ Paul D's Instagram? Really? really? Wow. Yeah, I ju- we just got my seven year old son Alex brand new gel, and we got him the 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 gel the Pauly D gel because he started doing a faux hawk. And I just posted a picture, and Paulie D like literally within a minute reposted it on his uh, his Instagram. So my seven year old yeah, Alex buddy. is like, "Yeah, Alex goes, does, does that mean I'm famous?" I'm like, "Yes, you are." <laughs> well, me and your son have something in common because I was also on DJ Paulie D's Instagram story. So once upon a time, Nick put me on the spot, and I did a really eh impression of DJ Paulie D with when we had Arda on our show. And uh, we used that as a social clip later on. And sure enough, the social clip eventually found its way to him. And uh, he retweeted and then put uh, that on his Instagram story. So amazing. And we have something in common. Your, uh, your son and I yeah. were two famous people over here. Yeah. And Nick and I are just hanging out. Thanks. <laughs> I was on I, I was on because I asked the question. But it was right. Joe's horrible impersonation. I really horrible caught. impersonation. Really caught. I could All do right. something better. Keith, I think I think they should get somebody from Jersey Shore on the challenge. I think that would be huge. Probably Vinny would be the uh, the one that would they put on. Yeah, I mean he's the single man, right? Like it would it would probably make sense for him. Yeah. Um, although Paulie D seems to be the best athlete. Like if you whenever they do anything athletic, he's yeah. the only one that kind of looks like he he's an athlete. He probably played you know high school sports or whatever. Although, uh, I mean, Je- obviously, Jenny's 21, whatever, wrestler, or yeah. 24, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's a wrestler, right? You got to get Ronnie back. And if Ronnie doesn't come back next season, which looks like he's not, got to bring Sammy back. I don't think Sammy's ever coming back. I think, I think not that, there. Maybe. I think that, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Still love the show. Do you watch uh, you know, any other reality shows that you, you check out? Uh, Jersey Shore, The Challenge. Do I watch any other reality shows? Joe's a big brother guy. No. Uh, Any housewives with your wife? No. So my wife watches many of them and I, I, no, I cannot. I, I'm (laughs) sorry. Like, how do I do this and not get in trouble? I'm just going to say, 
I like the brain cells I have in my head and don't want to lose them to some of those shows. If you watch New Jersey, you could see Tiki Barber every Tuesday because he's in the I show. know, I know, I know. What do you think? And I, and I know the people on the show because my wife watches it so often. And, and I, I think for what we all do, like you kind of have to have a clue as to what's going yeah. on uh, with that stuff. But, but no, no, I, I did watch like Rock of Love. I used to watch that show. Double shot of love, rock of love, all that good stuff. What do you, what do you think? Should they try to do a reboot of the real world? Or do you think the time would it work back? anymore? I don't know if it would work anymore. How about, I, have you check, I haven't checked it out, but have you checked out any of the homecoming, real world homecomings on Paramount Plus? No, is there I any haven't. particular season of the real world you'd like to see a homecoming season of? Paris, right? CT, CT, Adam. I would go with Austin for Danny, Melinda, Wes, Nehemiah. That's a good one. You're right. That is a really good one. Yeah. What was Brad on? Brad was on San Diego? San Diego, yeah. That was a good season, I I think I remember. At minimum, they should do Challenge All-Stars Battle of the Seasons. That would be quite the I would like that. I could rock with that. But now the problem becomes... As close as you may or may not have been with the people in your season, then you now have best friends that you've been doing these challenges with. I mean, the lines would be blurred. Like even Nehemiah and Melinda this year. Like the fact that she got into the palace, right, with them, uh, you know, save the palace. uh, That that was, you know, like she was the only one to get into that group. That was, that was, it was well done. Nehemiah, I think he, he played a very strategic intelligent game Derek needs to stop going after like he needs to I think he needs to figure out his game again because he's not he has not been playing the political game well at all the last couple times he's been on the show no he's been too like on the attack too early I think he's got to sit back and chill play the game like CT plays it Uncle CT, everyone loves him. Seems like CT might be taking a break, but we'll see what happens. I don't like that. I don't like that. I want him to be in this till he's like 60. We need to always have at least one of those like original guys as the vets in the real show. Otherwise, it's going to get messy with Fessy and all those guys, the new guys. So we'll see. I like Fessy. I I think the Fessy-Josh thing got a little blown out of proportion. I do not think that I would have kicked Fessy off the show. I wonder if there was more to it than just the the mush that he gave him because that didn't seem to me uh, the kick-offable offense to me. I don't know. I would have kept Fessy on. What do you think Joe would do on the challenge, just purely on his social game? Oh, the social game, he would dominate that. I don't know what kind of athlete you are, Joe, but the social game, I think he would dominate. So-so. Athletic. Are you I'm, afraid I'm more, of things? I'm, I'm more of a sprint runner than a marathon runner, put it that way. All right, that could work. Are you afraid of heights? I used to be, not anymore. Can you swim? Can you swim? I can swim, yep. yes. Okay, so heights and swimming, and you seem like a pretty intelligent person. How are you with puzzles? Good. So that's important. So I, I think he'd be good. I, I used to joke with my wife. I'm like, I would love to do this show with her, right? Because she is a good athlete. I wouldn't say great athlete, but good, like solid. She's coordinated. She can play all the sports with my boys and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm not the tallest guy. I'm only 5'10", but I'm a very good athlete. I've always been very good at everything that I've played. 
and I am smart. So I felt like if we put all of that together, I thought we could have dominated the game, my wife and I. Like, put us up. What's the, the, uh, what's the one that you travel around the world? Amazing Race. Amazing Race. Boom. Get us on Amazing Race. You would be the second guest. Well, actually, technically the third that we've had on this show who would later appear on The Amazing Race. Who do you have on Amazing Race? Lulu and Lala from KTU. Okay. So you yeah. would be you would be presumably the third, not the the second. But I, so the problem with Amazing Race though is how long like you you probably have to be away from your family for a long time, right? Yeah, probably like two months, I would think. It's too yeah, long. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm 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 way past all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll just continue, you know, hosting national television. Well, maybe one day <laughs> I'll do some sort of some sort of challenge type of show at at Secaucus. Get some uh, competitions going. You know, we've joked about having there, there was a joke before the pandemic and it, it never came to fruition because obviously the world shut down and we weren't all in the studios about having like the hockey contingency, like the hockey former athletes, mm -hmm. the baseball former athletes, and then just the hosts. Everyone's on a certain team and there would be certain events that they had to do. Harold Reynolds was actually joking around about it with. I think it was like me and it might've been like Jameson. Was it James? No, it might've been Tony Luffman at the time, whoever it was. Tony, like joking around about. Yeah, uh, you're be, right, Tony. And the, yeah. You'd be the top pick, I think, in the office. Uh, Scott Braun's in really good shape. Mm. I, I don't know. Scott Braun is in really Scott. good shape. Scott is in I, good shape, but I think, I think you got the, the stamina, the cardio, the CrossFit. Keith's my first pick in the draft. And I know Joey's doing a lot of auction drafts right now. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. I would, yeah, Scott Braun for of the host. Scott Braun's in great shape. And and don't sleep on LG was a was a high school softball oh. that she was a star apparently. Oh, we know. Yeah, yes, she'll 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 let you know. <laughs> He's very and, versatile. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Keith, we really appreciate it. I just wanted to ask you before you go because it is the name of the show. What in your career would you say is your you know I'm right moment? So what we mean by that is a time where you wanted to do something, you ask somebody for advice, and they say, yeah, Keith, I don't think you should do that. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to do this, and ultimately, you will see why it is that I'm right. Wow. I love that. So I'm going to take you back to 2003. Wow. I'm working as a statistician on local programming games. All the while on the side, I'm doing some, some on-air work for, it was ABC Sports Radio at the time. I was doing uh, Metro Traffic and Weather. It was the no before you go. Yeah. And then I was just doing like local fill-in work at places, right? But I was getting on the air. I was. And I was 22 years old, whatever, right? And I spoke to a very prominent producer-director who was doing MSG Games at the time. And he said to me, he goes, Keith, I think you're really talented. You need to move. And I go, but why? And he said, because you're never going to be able to just make it in New York. You need to go to even, he's like, I'm not telling you need to go to Idaho, but you may have to go to North Carolina. You may have to go to, you know, even if it was, you know, like Texas, which is smaller than New York, but still, still kind of large. I'm like, I disagree with you. He goes, I'm telling you, you're wrong. I'm like, all right, right. Three years later, I was filling in on MSG. I was the lead play-by-play -play announcer for Cablevision local programming, and I had started doing News 12 Bronx, New Jersey, and a little bit of Long Island every once in a while. I ran into this producer, director, 
And he actually put his hand on my shoulder and said, I got to tell you, you were right. You never had to leave, huh? And I'm like, it worked. It did. And it, listen, I still had to wait a few more years before I got national work. I mean, really, if it's all started in 2003, my first real national work was like 2013. So it was 10 years of doing local stuff, but I stayed in New York, never moved, met my wife here, had my children here, my family is still here, and I've managed to, to stay here. So uh, shout out to that producer. He knows who he is, and we still talk every once in a while. Great guy, and I love the fact that he was able to say, like, Keith, you were right. Love that answer. Absolutely love that answer. That might have been the best you know I'm right answer uh, we've had so far since we started asking that question. And we've only started asking it, I think, the last, what, 20 or 30 episodes or so. So, um, Keith, thank you for joining us again. And again, you are now a two-time guest. And it's a really, really great list of names who have been on here twice. So uh, hopefully we could have you on again soon. Hopefully we could have some of your colleagues on again soon. Um, but you know how this works. We always give the guests the last words. So anything else you would like to share or promote? Obviously, you got a couple of shows going on. But, you know, go ahead. And we wish you the best of luck this upcoming season. And again, your family is beautiful, tremendous family. So, you know, we wish them all the best as well. Thank you. Uh, Austin has his AAU championship tonight. Uh, we are going against the only team that beat us this year. We went eight for 24 from the free throw line in that game, had too many turnovers, still only lost by six points. If I was setting the line because I'm, you know, a betting host, I would say that we are a one and a half point favorite tonight. One caveat, we are missing our five foot seven center. Ooh, he sprained his ankle playing soccer. Oh, the kid is a, he's a beast. Uh, so that will hurt us a little bit, but we have our nine year old. It's a fifth grade team and we have a fourth grader on our team. He's like five foot three, supreme athlete. This kid CJ is gonna probably be in the NBA someday. Uh, and he missed that first game. So he'll be there tonight. I think we get it done. And if that happens, I'm happy for my son, Austin. He gets a championship on Sunday with his buddies, gets a championship tonight, hopefully in AAU. So I leave you with that. I also will shout out my, my, my younger son too, who just got added to the travel soccer team. He's only seven years old and he's playing with eight and nine-year-olds. So I, you, you mentioned my family. I'm going to give all the love. Let them be the final word. So shout out to Austin and Alex. You guys are rock stars and I'm just here to try to help you guys reach your goals and achieve all your dreams. We love it, Keith. We love it. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. So that's going to do it here for this episode of You Know I'm Right for our very special guest, Keith. My